Hey guys, it's Kuba Gretsch here from Kick It to Scoot. I am the sole admin of AFL information, trade rumors, and results. You want to be part of the show, Kick It to Scoot? Send through your questions through the Facebook link, which I'll attach every show on the post. And if you want to email me at aflinfolive at gmail.com, send through your questions and you may feature on the show and be answered your question from yours truly, Kuba Gretsch, for free. Yes, for free. If you want to be on the show, as I said, send it through and I'll get back to you. Go Saints. Too easy this is. Yes, Scoops, come on, mate. Let's keep going. and welcome to a very special edition of Ticket Scoops. I'm your host, Cooper Gretsch, the sole admin of AFL Information, Trade Rumours and Results. And we have a very, very loaded show. You thought last week's show was a loaded show. Well, this show is just as loaded as any other show has been loaded before. We have, uh, you would have seen that great trailer introducing today's show. But also on today's show is the world-famous segment, Scoops Goes Bang, with one, two, three, Four major topics to go through. And I am not just saying this to pump it up. I guarantee you 100% this is going to be the most explosive ever edition of Scripture. There will be a lot of explosive, a lot of swearing involved in this. So I am pre-warning you right now. There's going to be a lot of swearing, a lot of anger, a lot of frustration in this. So four topics to rage on about. Also, we'll be reviewing and previewing the rounds just gone and upcoming with two rounds to go in the AFL home and away season. Uh, we're going to go through my rolling all-Australian team, my Brownlow votes, my ladder predictor for the final two rounds heading into the finals. A few audio messages today. I'm uh, going to obviously go through my final thoughts, merch and cameo also. And, of course, a great... You guys have wanted a goal read and I obviously haven't been able to film some in person due to lockdowns at the moment. But I do have one to show you, it was filmed a while ago also, the goal reenactment from the great Eagle midfielder, Luke Shuey, in the elimination final at the, in the Adelaide, at the Adelaide Oval, uh, at extra, in extra time, I can't even speak, let me repeat that, the goal reenactment from Luke Shuey in the elimination final, extra time after the siren, not too long ago, about three or four years ago, Luke Shuey goal, it was a great goal, and I'm going to reenact that today here on the show. But first of all, you want me on Cameo, head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. 
and in my merch. I appreciate every single one of you that have bought the T-shirts and the mugs and the stubby holders. The stubby holders are selling perfectly, as are all the shirts and mugs. Um, but, yeah, the new T-shirt, which I mentioned last week, the fend-off. You want the fend-off T-shirt for $39.95, me fending off a Richmond player. No, it's not Dustin Munn, and no, it's not Jack Steele fending off Dustin Munn. It's me fending off a Richmond player. You want that very special limited edition T-shirt. You know what to do. Head to the website now, which is attached in, in the description of this YouTube video. You know what to do. Go purchase your merch today. Uh, and, of course, the Cameo. Now, I'll repeat it again. You want me on Cameo. Head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. Now, I have deemed this to be the most explosive ever edition of Scoops Goes Bang. So let's get into it. Please welcome the world famous segment, Suits. Soups. Scoops goes bang. Boom. Oh, Joel Selwood. Toby Green. Going to incorporate this into two, actually. I said I have four, but we'll use these two together. Joel Selwood. Toby Green. Toby Green got two weeks for a football act to Dang Paddy Dangerfield. Now, unfortunately, Danger had to go to hospital with a throat injury. Uh, seems to be likely to play this week, if not miss one week max. Um, you know, I cannot believe the AFL's bullshit agenda against Toby Green. If what Toby Green had done was Joel Sowell doing it, Paddy Dangerfield doing it, I guarantee you Toby, uh, what Toby Green did to Danger, if Danger or Joel Sowell or someone else had done that, let off. Look at Joel Sowell. He bumped Sam Taylor. And because Sam Taylor didn't get concussed or anything like that and continued to play the game, Joel Sowell only got a fine. It is bullshit. Protected plays is Joel Sowell. We're going to get to a few other protected plays in a minute. But Joel Sowell, to get only a $3,000 fine for that bump on Taylor, he should have got a week. Toby Green only got two weeks for his name. Don't give me the bullshit that he's a dirty player and everything like that. That incident should not have been two weeks, let alone one week. That should have been nothing. It was just an unfortunate incident that Danger got hurt from it. And uh, it's bullshit. It's a Toby Green agenda. Joel Selwood, now to get let off with a $3,000 fine for that is bullshit. It is bullshit. It's because his name's Joel Selwood. Steve Hawking's left the AFL now, so you would expect Joel Selwood to start getting fined, but he's one of the AFL's love child, and I'm going to mention another one soon. And Joel Selwood, to get let off for that, is absolutely bullshit. It's mind-boggling. To, to be honest, to say I'm surprised that he didn't get a week, I'm not shocked he didn't get a week, but he should have. The AFL's a joke. The, the MRP, Michael Christian, is a joke. Um, they say he can only go through the rulings. He could have ruled that a different way where Selwood would have got a week. So it's absolutely bullshit. Lift your game! And for Toby Green to get two weeks, he's appealing it at the tribunal tonight. Now, as of this recording, the tribunal hearing hasn't started, so I'm not 100% sure whether he's actually been let off or not. But if he's not been let off, I'm going to be very pissed off. I'll tell you that right now. Now, Marcus Bonapalli. Yes, he does exist, trolls. He does exist. He definitely exists, exists within the AFL fraternity in terms of the getting let off. Now, Bonapalli, late in the game against Essendon, yes, bon, uh, the Bulldogs did not win. Marcus Bonapelli got gifted two bullshit free kicks against Essendon. One on Mason Redmond, one on, I think, Darcy Parrish was the other one. The one where Darcy Parrish, I think it was, where Marcus Bonapelli tried to barge through about four or five Essendon players. I think Dylan Shield and Darcy Parrish were a few, and maybe Zach Merritt were trying to tackle him. I think it was Darcy Parrish in the end, but for, for argument's sake, let's just say it was Darcy Parrish. Darcy Parrish tackled him. 
Bottom Collie tried to charge for about five plays and ran about 20 metres or so, give or take, and dropped the ball. And then he fell to the ground and it was given in the back against Darcy Parrish. What a fuck is. If this guy isn't protected, you're telling me he's, he isn't protected. You are an absolute idiot. How he got a free for that is a joke. Oh, that wasn't the only one late in the game. I think it was both these instances in the last five minutes. Surprise, surprise. Umpires trying to help the Bulldogs like they do every week. Free kick tally just shows that every week. Um, Mason Redmond put a good tackle on uh, Bonton Pally also late in the game. You thought, yep, holding the ball here. Well, no. Surprise, surprise. It was labelled a dangerous tackle. And, at, you know, honestly, at first when I seen that, I thought this is bullshit. It is bullshit. Bonapelli is an AFL love child. If you're one of the AFL's love childs like Danger, uh, Dangerfield, Selwood, Bontempelli, um, any of those names, you get looked after. And how we got a free. And to top it all off for Mason Redmond, not only did he not get the free that he rightfully deserved, which was bullshit that he didn't get, he got a week for it. A week. Now, as of this recording also, that Mason Redmond trial at the tribunal has not been held yet as of me recording this. So if he does not get let off, he got a week. A week. Seriously, a week for that? Give me a fucking break. A week. Mason Redmond's been screwed over. Um, Darcy Parrish, let's just say, for, again, for argument's sake, was the tackler for the other incident with Bonham You're not going to free. What a load of fucking shit. The Bulldogs, uh, the umpiring were trying to get the Bulldogs back in the game. They did not deserve to win. They have an average key defensive stocks, as I mentioned in my post. Alex Keith is their only good one, and he's injured the most. Zane Cordy, no. Uh, Ryan Gardner, no. Josh Shackey, no. Bailey Williams, no. Eastern Wood, no. That back line is very average. Taylor Jaray, no. Is an absolute disgrace. Um, Two-meter Peter, Peter Wright kicked seven. A guy that wasn't getting in the game for Gold Coast last year kicked seven against uh, the Western Bulldogs defense. Exposed their defense for how poor their defense really is. Yes, they got a great midfield. They got some good key forwards. But that is an absolute disgrace. Bonaparte has been looked after and... Darcy Parrish was not given the rightful free. He should have got, but of course, Bonapelli gets looked after. And Mason Redmond, to top it all off, did not even get a free. Then copped a week. What a fucking joke. The AFL match review officer, Michael Christian, the people that make these decisions and uh, think that those decisions are okay to suspend Mason Redmond and Toby Green and yet not suspend Mark, uh, yet not suspend Joel Selwood. What a fucking joke. Lift your game. Oh. I'm mad about it. I really am. I'm getting sick of this, but to say I'm not surprised that they got let off and the players that got suspended, I'm not surprised. But it's a joke. The AFL need to be called out for their bullshit. Gil does a great job, but the match review officer with Michael Christian and Co. in that area and that department who make these rulings is absolutely embarrassing themselves and should quit effective immediately. Now, I didn't pump up this as a part of Scoops Goes Bang, but Gladys... I don't give a shit what your last name is. The New South Wales Premier, Kerry Chan, the health officer, Brad Hazard, the health minister, who's another geek. Um, but look, I want you to listen to this clip. Give credit to the YouTuber here that has made this video. Um, but yeah, I want you to have a listen to this and then I'll come back and give my thoughts on it. Here it is. Well, other states, 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 well, other states. I keep saying to people, it's not for me to comment on what other governments do. Well, look, in other states, they've had up to five lockdowns. This is our second. It's not for me to comment on what other governments do. WA and Queensland, frankly, have elections. So it's cute for the Queensland Premier to say the day before her election, oh, I'll tell you what we're doing with the border. 
And then the W Premier, a Premier I don't think, has an election until March next year and is mm. clearly holding out for that. You know, I don't want to compare ourselves to other states. It's not for me to comment on what other governments do. As I've said before, um, you know, in the next six months, Premiers of other states may not feel the heat from their decisions. But um, in 12 months' time, when their unemployment rate's in double digits, uh, that will be a horrible situation. I keep saying to people, it's not for me to comment on what other governments do. Yeah. But I fear for Victoria and I worry about what their government may do. It's not for me to comment on what other governments do. Yeah. But the Victoria did it very successfully. And you're saying we no, can't they do it. And in New South Wales, we didn't make up lists of who was an essential worker. And it's, it's up to others as to how they lead their states. And I'm not going to comment, even though it's very tempting sometimes. Um, and we would have hoped that other states would have built their resilience uh, during periods of borders being up or, or lockdowns. We proudly welcome everybody from every state, except understandably from Victoria. You wouldn't have been surprised, though, that the other states knocked back your request for more Pfizer doses, given that just last month you said that we couldn't give our Pfizer, or New South Wales couldn't give its Pfizer to Victoria. Uh, well, I'm not sure what comments you're referring to, but oh, I heard See that Victoria wants some of our Pfizer no, vaccines. They're no, not getting no. it. No, I can't. Well, other states have chosen to close their borders very quickly. They've chosen to have lockdowns for prolonged periods very quickly. You know, I don't want to compare ourselves to other states. I just want to say that in general, there have been a couple of examples across more than one state. Um, uh, now, Minister Hazard and Dr Chan and others are too polite to, to say this. It's not for me to comment on what other governments do. You know, I don't want to compare ourselves to other states. Uh, we are the only state that has such intense COVID safe plans for businesses, for community events and community gatherings. We're very proud of that. I'm very proud every time the Prime Minister regards New South Wales as a gold standard. And, you know, I don't want to compare ourselves to other states. Uh, look, that's, that's something uh, for Victoria to, to manage. and. Uh, it's not something we'd do in New South Wales. New South Wales. New South Wales. New South Wales. Well, other states. 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 Seriously, you call yourself, which part of that clip didn't show was. You're calling yourself the gold standard. Um, yeah, I'm shaking my head in disbelief. You are an absolute tool, Gladys. You have uh, not only stuffed up New South Wales, you've pretty much partly affected the rest of this country in Australia, Victoria, SA, WA, Queensland, who have had cases over the last few weeks and affected their states. Um, you're a disgrace. And to make those comments, to snide rude comments towards Victoria, WA, Queensland, I think you mentioned there too, SA, you mentioned pretty much every state, Tasmania. You've had a little digs at other country, uh, out of the states in your own country. Um, and to make comments like that just shows what a joke you are. Your health team's a joke. Um, your lockdowns are partial lockdowns, not full lockdowns. And now you might be starting to look like you are doing full lockdowns. Um, yeah, you're a disgrace to New South Wales and the rest of Australia. You should resign. I'll talk about the match of your officers should re resign effective immediately. Well, Gladys should have effective immediately resigned a long, long time time ago let your game gladys you hack you geek <laughs> now i hope you enjoyed that explosive edition of scoops goes bang let me know your thoughts down below guys what you thought of that now i said it's a loaded show today so let's continue with the review and preview the round just gone and we'll go through the round 21 results and a round of upsets i would be fair to say and it started all the way back on friday night 
at GMHBA Stadium. Geelong, 65, defeated by the depleted Giants, 84. 19-point victory to the Giants. Now, let me point out that an interesting stat for you all, which I posted on my Facebook page. If you haven't seen it already, I'm going to mention it again now. Cheetah is won by 19 points and had 19 players on the injury list. Interesting number there, right? They had 10 before this round, eight during the week. Well, partly from the round beforehand, Phil Davis, Jacob Popper, Tom Green, et cetera. So it ended up being 18. They went into this match with 18 players injured. Josh Kelly was a late withdrawal, which made it 18. Then on top of that, Brent Daniels was injured during the game. So he made it 19 players injured for the Giants and Geelong should be embarrassing themselves. Some geek online tried to tell me, oh, Geelong has just as many as out. Um, please. Yes, they had Mitch Duncan and Jeremy Cameron. I'll give you that. Lockie Henderson, Mark O'Connor, Tom Atkins. No, please give me a break. Um, I'll give you Mitch Duncan and Jeremy Cameron, but that's it. And regardless, if you want to include the four or five other players you tried to mention, Grime Myers as well. Um, you mentioned them, some four players, and that's like five or six. Let me give you those names. That's like five or six. Giro's had 19 hours. So to start using that as your excuse is pathetic. They were embarrassing, and they've stuffed a few, such St Kilda, Richmond, Essendon, um, making the eight, Freo. So thanks a lot, Geelong. Hope you get smashed this week against the Saints. Uh, we'll go all the way back to Saturday also. G, uh, Carlton and the Suns, the, the Suns, all hail the King, Ben King. Had a quiet one, though, Benny King. Troy Camillo, who's a chance for the Brownlow medal, or just the votes, obviously ineligible because he's suspended during the year. 19-point victory over the Carlton Footy Club at Marvel, 57-96 to in favour of the Suns. Will Powell, what a great goal. Contender for goal of the year, Will Powell. You absolute star is Will Powell from the young, the young guard from the Suns. Uh, we'll move on to Richmond and North Melbourne. North Melbourne started this very well. They're in front by about four or five goals in the second quarter. Then they, Richmond Footy Club just went over the top of them in the second half, 89 to 56. Richmond winning by 33 points. The Roos would have been disappointed. They've been really, really impressive in the last month. The showdown, 51 to the Crows, 55 to the Power. Probably won by four points. Uh, Sam Powell Pepper got a late goal uh, about eight minutes ago. Then there was another goal. But um, now the Crows were pretty good about Tex. Um, for the rest of the year and the first three rounds of next year. So, yeah, unfortunate for the Crows. And, um, yeah, they performed pretty well. But, um, yeah, the power just held on in the end. Because Adelaide let for the majority of this game. Now, one of the upsets of the round, one of the great results of the round, the Saints, 93, defeated the Swans by 29.64. The Saints, oh, when the Saints go marching into finals, question mark, um, obviously, need a few results to go our way the next few weeks and win the next two. Uh, but we'll see. But in this game alone, 93 to 64, the Saints were fantastic. Luke Parker was probably the only good Swans player for the Saints. You can name a plethora of players. You can name Rowan Marshall, Jack Steele is a man of steel, 34, 14 clearances, about so many tackles. Jack Steele is a man of steel. He's an absolute superstar, is Jack Steele. As I mentioned, Rowan Marshall was great. Jack Higgins was great. Dean Kent was great. But um, yeah. It was a great all-round performance for the Saints and an effort I was really proud of from the boys. Uh, on Sunday, we had Hawks, 97 defeated the Pies of the MCG by 19 points to 78. Uh, yeah, Dylan Moore was great. Uh, there was a lot of good players. There was Tom Mitchell, 44 players. But people saying he's not effective. He disposes absolute morons right now. They keep saying that. Hawks were great. The victory of the Pies. The Pies came in to the game late. The Hawks were dominant for the first two and a half to three quarters. Now, I wouldn't say it's an upset of the round or anything like that, but an upset nonetheless. 
Essendon 97, defeated the Bulldogs 84, 13 point victory at Marvel on Sunday. Uh, unfortunate for Josh Bruce, my mate Brucey, unfortunately injuring his ACL, doing his ACL in the last 15 seconds of the game. So I wish Brucey all the best, mate. Uh, he's been great this year. And you may hear about Brucey later on in the show. Um, yeah, what's more to say? Two meter Peter mentioned earlier, kicking seven, he was great for the Bombers. Um, yeah, the Dockers and the Lions. The Lions needed to win after a perform- pretty average last month. 118, smashed the Dockers 54, 64 point victory to the Brisbane Lions. Joe Danaher was great. Zach Bailey was good. Dane Zorko, the magician, was great. For the Dockers, it wasn't really major, any major contributors. Maybe Adam Chera. Um, yeah. And then the game last night, lightning and all. This game delays after delays. 30-minute delay late in the early in the last quarter. There was lightning at Optus Oval. And uh, Melbourne, 72, defeated West Coast, 63, 9-point victory. If you look at the scores, you say it was a close game. It wasn't. West Coast were dominated for three quarters and five minutes. But after the lightning delay, West Coast went bang, 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 four goals to none. And they almost pinched a victory over the Demons in Perth. Uh, they had a few chances late. There was a few really questionable 50-metre penalty that did not get given to West Coast. I think it was Jack Darling who marked on the wing on Harrison Petty, and that was not a 50 given, which was a bit surprising. But nonetheless, the Demons uh, regained top spot. Now, I'm going to preview the rounds upcoming and very important games. Every game is important in the final two rounds of the home and away season. Now, the time slots as of this recording are yet to be confirmed, but I can tell you right now, that is the Friday night game will be GWS and Richmond at Marvel Stadium. Dima, you're going to be mad, bro. GWS, uh, the home team, so they've elected Marvel Stadium. Remember, there's no soul and energy and the fans don't flock there now. I know there's no crowd, but uh, your excuse would have been no one wants to come here. So see how you go this week, Dima. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go for the Giants and regain their spot or recall retain their spot in the top eight. Uh, we're going to go through the next game. We're going to go through in, uh, we don't know when these game slots will be to be like, as of this recording, as I said, not confirmed. We'll go through the next lot of games, North Melbourne and Sydney and Marvel. I'll go to the Swans. Uh, we've got Gold Coast and Essendon set to be at Metricon. And I'll go the Essendon footy club. Um, next thing we'll go through is Brisbane and Collingwood at the Gabba. It's set to be at the Gabba. Uh, we'll go the Lions pretty comfortably there with the Pies. Geelong and the Saints at GMHBA, big game for the Saints. The Geelong would have been disappointed. And if GWS can do what they did to Geelong, why not the Saints? They just did it to Sydney, who are performing pretty well and probably the best side of the competition uh, this year. Despite their ladder position, I think Sydney probably been the best side this year, to be honest. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to go for my Saints, hopefully. Uh, no James Frawley. Chip Frawley's gone in for surgery, unfortunately, on his shoulder. Dan Hannabry, this could be the game that Hannah's plays his first AFL game this year. Played two VFL games, and he was meant to play a full VFL game this week. To come back for this game. Apparently, yeah, there's some scratch matches with other sides, so he may be available for this game. Great to see Hannah's back because he's an important part of the midfield when he's played. Because when he's played, he's been very important and played very well, and his leadership is first to none. Um, so I'm going to go to the Saints there. Hawthorne and the Bulldogs in Tassie. I'm going to go for the Bulldogs there quite comfortably, uh, despite the loss on the weekend. Melbourne and Adelaide at the MCG. Yeah, Melbourne should be far too good there. And Port Adelaide and Carlton uh, at the Adelaide Oval. I'm going to go for the power pretty comfortably also. And what will be Mark Murphy's 300th game and final game too. We're going to mention some retirees soon. And Fremantle and West Coast at Optus Stadium. I'm going to go, it's going to be a tough on this one, but I'm going to go for the Dockers. Now, 
I want to mention quickly too, before I go into my rolling Australian team, some retirements have just been announced that today. Uh, we didn't go through some. Tom Rockcliffe, uh, over 200 games for the Brisbane Lions and Five Footy Club, he's had a, got a wretched run of injuries the last year or two, in particular Tommy Rockcliffe, and um, had some health concerns where he's got a blood clot, I think he said in his uh, retirement speech, which is sad to hear. Um, if he has any contact on that, that could uh, make his life really bad. So Tom Rockley's done the gone for health first, and fair enough, mate. And uh, actually, he was a great player for the Brisbane Lions, and quite lately was okay when he played. Um, but yeah, Rocket, Tommy Rockley, for all the best, mate, in your future. Uh, Stephen Hill, he's been wretched runner injuries also, uh, calf injuries, hamstring injuries, a lot. Stephen Hill, the brother of Bradley Hill from the Saints. So I wish Stephen Hill all the best there. Mark Murphy, I just mentioned, game 300 this weekend will be his final game. Uh, yeah, been quite the last few years, but uh, before that, he's been a pretty consistent player for Carlton. Congratulations to Murphy on game 300 and his retirement. Uh, Tom Lynch, this is not a retirement, but a delisting. It was, it was hinting Matty Nix, the coach coach, that he playing for his future, along with Daniel Talia and Matt Crouch. And Tom Lynch has been told that he will no longer be required out there after this season. Uh, he's had some pretty good games lately, Tom Lynch. He's been a pretty solid player over a long period of time. So... Tommy Lynch hopefully gets another go elsewhere. Unfortunately, I mentioned about Josh Bruce with his ACL injury earlier. Wish Bruce you all the best. Uh, Jordan Degoe is charged withdrawn. I'm not going to go through any of that, but I'm just saying that his charge has been withdrawn. Uh, Sam Doherty, sad news. He's, uh, chemo, he's having chemotherapy again after a second bout of cancer. Unfortunately, he's come back. So I wish Sam Doherty all the best. He's had a horror run of ACL injuries a few in a row. He's had this cancer trouble as well. He's expected to make a full recovery, and he says he's expected to train in the preseason, which is about 12 month, a 12-week recovery, 12-week recovery. So we stock all the best. The doctor, as they call him, uh, Sammy, we wish you all the best, mate. Hopefully you get through it again because uh, we want to see you back out there healthy first, first and foremost and back out there playing for the Blues because you're a pretty handy player, the co-captain of the Carlton Footy Club. Now, we're going uh, to go through my rolling All-Australian team, the heavily debated rolling All-Australian team. Now, a few rounds to go, we're going to heat up to the end. Normally, I did say last week I'm settling on my side, but if a few plays been out for the year uh, and a few other instances happening with Tex and a few others and form, I've um, had to make some changes and uh, some changes to a few positions. The back line, the fall line, and the, uh, yeah, the, Back line of the four line, it has a few changes. My rolling all stream after round 21 from the back line as follows. Jake Lloyd and Isaac coming in the pockets. Isaac coming at 29 the week and he's a gun. But a new full back replacing Stephen May is Sam Taylor from the Giants. Now, he gave Tom Hawkins an absolute bath on the weekend with 21 disposals also. He's had some great games. He's had a game where he, he even admitted after the Geelong game that he got towered up by a few players, but in some games, he's been absolutely dominant. And he's been like that pretty much, to be honest, throughout the whole year. And deserves his spot in the side late. Yes, I know. Um, but his form the last two weeks is so hard to ignore. He's had to come in in front of Steve May. Steve May hasn't necessarily done anything wrong. Was it pretty much a factor of keeping Sam Taylor, with uh, bringing in Sam Taylor with Tom Stewart or Sam Taylor with Stephen May? So I went with Tom Stewart over May, effectively. Speaking of Tom Stewart, he's a centre-half back with the flankers, Jack Crisp, with his crisp disposal and Daniel Rich because he's a rich boy and had another great game. He's he's the best kick in the competition by far. No one comes close to Daniel Rich. The wingmen are Tommy Mitchell after 44 touches and Carl Amon. Carl Amon had a quiet game this week, but he's had a great year. He's been one of my um, 
most improved players in the competition. In fact, probably is the most improved player in the competition. And the sentiment is a man of steel, Jack Steele. He's never going anywhere, tools, trolls, geeks, whatever I want to call you. Jack Steele is a man of steel and deserves a spot in the centre. He's a lock for a midfield spot in the rolling all Australian in the all Australian team. Half forward line consists of Rory Laird and Luke Park has been moved from the bench to the half forward line. It's it, it a really great year, and his last month has been amazing. So I had to push him into the half forward line. At sentiment in the side, yes, I know he's just done his ACL, but Josh Bruce is in the side, effectively replacing Tex Walker. Um, Bruce is still going to finish equal second in the Coleman, more than likely. So he's going to deserve his spot there. Yes, I know he's not going to play the last two weeks, unfortunately, Brucey. But um, it was between him and Tex, and Tex is missing the rest of the season also. So uh, Bruce is in the side. Um, the forward pockets, Harry Mackay. And back in the side is Toby Green. He's, I know he's missed probably about five games this year, but he's had a great game, effectively, every game he's played. So Toby Green deserves his spot in the side. And the full forward, is, sorry, is Tom Hawkins. Ruckman is Sean Darcy. The followers are, or the Robers are, Toyk Miller and Jackson McCray. They're not going anywhere. In the chase consists of Zach Merrick, Clayton Oliver, Ollie Wines, and Sam Walsh. So the change from the round 20 rolling All-Australian team to the round 21 in Toby Green, Josh Bruce, Sam Taylor, out Tex Walker, Bailey Fritch, and Stephen Mace. Fritch, I haven't mentioned yet, but uh, yeah, Toby Green, he replaced due to all these injuries and suspensions. And uh, Bailey Fritch is back in. And if Toby Green suspended again, which would mean two weeks, the rest of the home and away, I'm still keeping him in, especially at this current point in time. Bailey Fritch has been okay, but I'll realistically, Toby Green deserves a spot over him and is back in the side. So overall, I'll repeat that in Toby Green, Josh Bruce, Sam Taylor, our Tex Walker, Bailey Fritch, and Stephen May. Uh, let me know your thoughts down below of my rolling or shining team. A few force changes, Tex um, in, out of the side. Um, yeah. So obviously, if people know what's happening with Tex. I'm not going to comment on it here, but um, uh, we'll see if he's playing AFL at the Adelaide Crows or any other club next year. I did sign a contract extension not too long ago, but um, yeah, I'm going to leave. Uh, the comments out on this show about that. I'm not going to divulge into it and I uh, don't think it's necessary to. Um, now we'll move on to my Brownlow votes. <laughs> I reenact this like you guys. I guarantee you that. <clears throat> Round 21, Geelong v GWS. GWS, I coming, one vote. GWS, S Taylor, two votes. GWS, T Taranto, three votes. Carlton v Gold Coast. Gold Coast, and Anderson, one vote. Gold Coast, W Powell, two votes. Gold Coast, T Miller, three votes. Richmond v North Melbourne. North Melbourne, A Hall, one vote. Richmond, Jay Graham, two votes. North Melbourne, Jay Simpkin, three votes. St Kilda v Sydney. St Kilda, Jay Higgins, one vote. St Kilda, R Marshall, two votes. St Kilda, Jay Steele, three votes. Adelaide v Port Adelaide. Adelaide, Port Adelaide. Aaliyah, one vote. Adelaide, Arlaid, two votes. Adelaide, P. Seedsman, three votes. Hawthorne v. Collingwood. Hawthorne, Jay Scrimshaw, one vote. Hawthorne, D. Moore, two votes. Hawthorne, T. Mitchell, three votes. Essendon v. Western Bulldogs. Essendon, Z. Merritt, one vote. Western Bulldogs, J. McRae, two votes. Essendon, P. Wright. Three votes. Fremantle v Brisbane. Brisbane. Jay Lyons, one vote. Brisbane. Jay Danaher, two votes. Brisbane. D Zorko, three votes. West Coast v Melbourne. Melbourne. Al Jackson, one vote. West Coast. Jay Redden, 
two votes. West Coast, E, yo, three votes. The leaderboard after round 21 consists of the top six. Now, equal six, Sam Walsh and Ollie Wines on 22 votes. In fifth place on 23 votes, Rory Laird. In fourth place on 28 votes is the Man of Steel, Jack Steele. In third place on 32 votes is Toik Miller from the Gold Coast Suns. Second place with 33 votes is Tom Mitchell. And on in first place on 39 votes is Jackson McRae. Now, that also confirms one thing. Jackson McRae cannot be passed. No one can pass him. Only Tom Mitchell can equal him. So it's down to two. Who is going to be, the, who's going to win the Scoops medal for 2021? Is it going to be Jackson McRae and Tom Mitchell? Or will it be just Jackson McRae? Two rounds to go. It's heating up. But I'll tell you right now, there's a lot of players around 21, 20, and 19 votes. So there's a chance for some of them to get into the top six or five. So the top four is set pretty much with the four there. But will someone pass Rory Laird, Sam Walsh, Riley Wines? Find out in the next few weeks as it's heating up. The Scoops medal for 2021 is down to two. Tom Mitchell or Jackson McRae. Now, I can go through my ladder predictor, guys. Um, obviously, some people ask me, well, who do you think is going to make the eight? Who's not going to make the eight? Who's going to win the wooden spoon? So I want to go through that now. So I've done the two rounds of tips. Now, also, this is going to be changed again next week after the round is completed. Because clearly, most people know that no one gets nine out of nine, especially two weeks in a row. Very rarely does someone get nine out of nine around, let alone two in a row. So as of right now, these are my tips combined for the ladder for the final two rounds. So that would then mean on my ladder, which you can see attached on the screen below, above, is uh, the Western Bulldogs finishing first. And then you got followed by Melbourne, Geelong, and Port Adelaide is the top four in that order. Percentage separating Geelong and Port Adelaide. In fifth place, we've got the Brisbane Lions, then the Swans passing, Brisbane Lions passing Swans on percentage. And in seventh and eighth place, in seventh place, I have the GWS Giants on 11 wins and a draw. And in eighth place, yes, I know, I've got the Saints with 11 wins also, but no draw. And just in the eight. In ninth place, I have Essendon on 10 wins and a good percentage. Richmond in 10th with 10 wins and 100%. And in 11th place, we've got the Eagles also on 10 wins, lower percentage. And on 12, in 12th, with 10 wins, I've got the Dockers also on 10 wins. And 13th, I've got Carlton on eight wins. 14th, I've got Collingwood on seven wins. Same with Gold Coast in 15th place on seven wins with Collingwood's percentage being better. And in 16th place, I've got the Hawks with six wins and a draw. Then in 17th place, I've got the Crows with six wins and no draw. And in last place, with five wins and a draw, I have the Roos. Uh, I do have the Roos beating the Crows, so, and that's still is where the ladder could go. But let me know your thoughts down below of what the uh, final eight will look like. Um, obviously, the seventh and eighth spot are up for grabs. I don't think Westwood will make it. I think they'll lose to the final two of the games to the Dockers. 50-50 that game, no, but I think, as I said earlier, they will win, which would then mean they will fall out of the eight, losing to Brisbane also in the last round. 
And Essen, I see them winning there oh, at this stage. I think he might lose to Collingwood. I just got that little sneaky suspicion. But after this round, it could change completely. But at this stage, that is my final eight. Let me know your thoughts down below. People can go, oh, of course, he's got St Kilda in there. I generally think they can beat Geelong, as I said earlier. Um, Geelong a bit vulnerable. They lost GWS at home. No crowd, and the same case is going to be here. So why can't the Saints do the Giants did? The Saints are playing just as good, if not similar, to the Giants. So similar, if not better. So there you go. Uh, and Essendon, I think they could make it still. I don't think – I definitely can tell you right now, I don't see West Coast, Fremantle, or Richmond making it. I think it's down to St Kilda, GWS, and Essendon for 7th, 8th, and ninth spot. Uh, but that's what I think. Let me know your thoughts down below. Now, we're going to go, we've got two audio messages for you guys today oh, from a few people today. So I'm going to play them now and I'll answer them when we can right now. Let's hear them. G'day, Cooper. Um, I'm a Geelong supporter and I was wondering um, who's your favourite player from the Geelong Cats? Would love to know your thoughts. Cheers. Oh, a very interesting question. We actually heard this question last week, but the people that did not hear this question last week, I would say, what am I going to say? Reese Stanley, because he's a St Kilda player, um, or an ex-St Kilda player. I'll go Mitch Duncan. I met Mitch Duncan. He's a good guy. But, uh, yeah, uh, the person that you just heard again wanted to be on the show twice, but for some reason wanted to ask me the same question. So I'm going to reiterate it to you again, my friend, Mitch Duncan or Reese Stanley. We'll move on to the next question, which is a new question. Hey, Scoops. Um, I was just wondering, what are your thoughts on Jack Steele's Brownlow chances? I'm an avid um, St Kilda fan. I was wondering, like, how he compared to the, the Jack McCrae's and Ollie Wines of the world. Like, and who are your biggest underdogs to win, their, um, to win the Brownlow this year? Um, thanks. Biggest underdog to win the Brownlow this year? Well... According to my Brownlow vote, Sally down the Jackson McRae and Tommy Mitchell. But um, yeah, I think Toy Miller's a chance to also poll the most votes. Jack Steele's a chance. I don't think Ollie Wines and Sam Walsh are a chance to win it now. I think with it being so tight, their last few weeks have been quiet. I think they may miss out. So I think it could be down to a Jack McRae, Toy Miller, Jack Steele. They've been pretty consistent the whole way throughout the whole way throughout the season, mate. Uh, but, yeah, now the Saints are going all right, and uh, hopefully they're going to win this week. Move, move on to the final question. G'day, Coops. Love your work, mate. Uh, just wondering if you could have any player kick a goal after the siren in that 2010 drawn granny, who would you pick from that St Kilda side? Who would I pick from that St Kilda side in 2010 to have the shot? Um, I'm going to think of that place at the top of my head. I'm not sure if Jason Graham was playing in that time, but it was a great kick and a long-distance kick. Um, but, yeah, off the top of my head, I'm just going to go the conservative approach and say Brendan Goddard, BJ, Brendan Goddard. Uh, appreciate your questions, guys, uh, for this week. Uh, if you want any of your questions answered on the show or repeated on the show, you know what to do. You've got to send through an audio message at my email at aflinfolive at gmail.com. You want your questions on the show. People are harassing me, basically. Say, I want to be on the show. I want my questions answered. Well, send me an audio message through my email. It is not that hard. It's pretty simple. At aflinfolive at gmail.com. Now, also, one thing I want to mention too, 
the news just coming through while I'm recording this that the Fremantle Footy Club and Andy Brayshaw are appealing their decision where he was given a week for an eye, given an eye, an eye gouging, or not eye gouging, I don't know what the right terminology is, but he uh, got some contact to Jared Berry's eyes. So that he, they are contesting it tonight as we speak. Again, as of this recording, I don't know the outcome, but that is what they're doing. The Dockers are appealing, the Giants are appealing, and the Bombers are appealing. So three major incidents at the match review officer's hands or the tribunal's hands tonight. Now, you've waited for this, and now we are going to go through it. The goal reenactment, the goal reenactment, my goal reenactment of Luke Shui from the elimination final series, elimination finals in the AFL final series, the elimination final. Not only was it after the sign in, the elim- in an elimination final against Adelaide in Adelaide, not only against that hostile environment, not only an elimination final, not only after the siren, but after the siren in extra time. Luke Shuey nailed it to perfection, and I guarantee you I will nail it to perfection. Let's go see how I went, and trust me, it is must. Kicks after the siren in extra time to send the West Coast Eagles on in season 2017. He's kicked a goal. The Eagles have won. In extra time to send the West Coast Eagles on in season 2017. He's kicked a goal. The Eagles have won. Well, did you see that? How great is my shot? Goal reenacting of reenacting the great Luke Shuey's goal. That famous goal, as I said earlier, after the siren in the elimination final in extra time. How great did I nail that? Let me know your thoughts, guys, down below how I went. Because I know I nailed it to perfection. If you want any other goal reenactments in the future, just let me know. Now, with locked into the moment, it's a bit hard to do some every week. But um, I did have some recorded a while ago, which is why I was able to do that one. But as I said, let me know your thoughts. What any other any other goal reenactments? I keep seeing Dom Sheets' name pop up. Uh, I keep seeing Ash McGrath's name pop up. Um, yeah, those are two I could consider. Can you pick right footers, please, guys? I am not a left footer. That Eddie Betts goal was hard to do, considering I know that first shot to perfection. Yes, it is hard. It takes a lot of practice. And, um, yeah. Pick right foot goals for me, please, God. Stop picking left footers. Dom Sheets' goal was great and a great goal. But I'm a right footer. So please pick right footed goals. Not left footed, please. Come on. I could do the Jay Gresham one where he ankle branked Tommy Lonigan, a lot 2016 thing it was at Marvel. I could try something like that. But um, you want to know what type of goal readers I want to do? Leave your thoughts down below, guys, and I can um do some of them. Now, my final thoughts are this: you want me on Cameo? Head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. Any of my merch, as I mentioned earlier on the top, top on the top of the show, you want any of my merch, guys. It'd be awesome and appreciative if you could buy any of the stubby holders, the mug, any of the three T-shirts, um, the fend-off T-shirt for $39.95, the great design. You all said you loved it and wanted to see it on a T-shirt, and you got it. I deliver to the fans, unlike some certain people do. But I really appreciate Sarah Ollie also and Bev from The Bev Show and Tom Morris for being on the show throughout the entire season. Tom obviously helped me get me start the show up in terms of an interview for people to get to know me a bit better and Bev was able to collab and the first ever interview I had 
one-on-one interview I had where I was the interviewer interviewing someone and Sarah Riley from Fox Sports, Fox Footy. Appreciate Sarah for being on the show. I've, I've got a few more lined up, but I'm just waiting to hear back when we could do this. Like, if you want any media, any ex-AFL players, any cricketers on the show, anyone at all you want on the show, um, please just let me know and I'll see if I can get any of that sorted. But until next, next week, everyone, have a great one. And the most important thing to remember is, what is it? What is it? What do I always say? Oh, that's right. Go to the Saints! <laughs>